Teaching Counselees to Pray on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. This week, I am very thrilled to have with me Andrew Rogers. Andrew's a dear friend. I love this brother, and we have such a good time when we're together. He is now the pastor of Care and Connection at Kindred Community Church in Southern California. What a wonderful church that is uh, with Pastor Philip DeCourcy, uh, Dan Na, who is also out there, director of the training center that's associated with Kindred uh, through ACBC. I'm so grateful for the relationship and partnership and Andrew that you get to serve there. He's also the executive director of OIC, that's Overseas Instruction in Counseling, uh, taking biblical counseling training to all parts of the globe. And praise the Lord for that work uh, as well. Andrew, I'm so grateful that you're here today to talk about this particular subject. Sometimes uh, we have a tendency to to want to grow up so much that we forget some of the fundamentals. And I think it's important that we remember the importance of prayer. Well, not even just prayer, but the importance of disciplines as we engage some of our counselees. And, and sometimes we have misconceptions about what the counselees mean and um, what what that the counselee understands what we mean when we say certain things, that everybody understands how to pray. Everybody understands how to read their Bible well and that sort of thing. So talk a little bit about as you engage counselees, the importance of the disciplines and communicating those disciplines and and making sure the counselees understand what we mean when we talk about the fundamental disciplines of our faith. Yeah, many of the problems, matter of fact, that people face actually boil down to their use of disciplines. There, There are some people that do come in with particular problems that they're facing. And as we sit down and just start walking through the disciplines, Many of those issues start to get cleared up. Um, sometimes that actually becomes the the main problem mm-hmm. that we're trying to address. And so, again, no matter what we're doing, so you know, we're all, we're obviously talking to people about growing up in the Lord, and so we're talking about progressive sanctification. That requires help. That requires power. That requires strength. That requires perseverance. All of that comes through our relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we can't depend on ourselves. Uh, We can't depend on ourselves to save ourselves. We certainly can't depend on ourselves to sanctify ourselves. We need the Lord. He is the one who is at work within us. He is the one who enables us. I always appreciate what Paul says in Colossians when he talks about the fact that we do proclaim Christ. We do admonish. We do warn so that we might present people uh, perfect in Christ. But we do this. And he says, I do this. So again, he's doing it, but he's doing it in the strength that the Lord provides him. Mm -hmm. And so in even the most, you know, an often quoted passage in Ephesians 3.20, that he would do far more above beyond anything we could ever imagine, according to the power that is within us. Mm -hmm. So we depend on that. And we depend on that primarily through the use of spiritual disciplines, reading the Bible, so on and so forth. So what that means is, especially in the very first time that you meet with somebody and you don't exactly, you haven't quite gathered enough information to discern the problem. One thing for sure that you'll need to do, no matter the issue, is assess their use and understanding of the spiritual disciplines. And you can get started right away making use of them in the counseling relationship. 
That's helpful to even think about just as a basic checkup. Uh, it sort of uh, helps us to gauge in some ways how someone is walking and uh, are they walking faithfully with the Lord? Uh, and that might be some helpful indication right off the bat. And for us, sometimes as counselors, we, we make assumptions that are um, not good assumptions and they're not helpful, particularly in the counseling room. And those are mistakes that we make. Talk about some of the even warnings that you would give uh, for some of our mistakes in the ways that we assume maybe the counselee understands what we're talking about, or maybe the counselee as a believer, are, are they're, they're doing these things that are appropriate. Talk about how we should be cautious of our assumptions. Yeah, a lot of times, again, we're ministering to fellow believers, and maybe we know them, and we, we make an assumption that when I tell them, I want you to read your Bible this week, that they know exactly what to do, and they're just going to follow through exactly how we would we anticipate or see in our own minds what they're going to do. And the same is true with prayer. What I'd like you to do this week is I'd like you to pray about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the problem is is we don't we don't even know if they know mm-hmm. how to pray and I, and this is where it it sometimes can be a little bit taboo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To actually assess someone's prayer life. But when you think about scripture talks about the content of our prayers, it speaks to the content of our prayers. It speaks to our disposition mm-hmm. in prayer and attitude in prayer and it speaks to our motive. Mm. about prayer. So the Bible does speak about these things. So it is okay, and it's actually appropriate, and we should do it. And that is when we have the opportunity to minister to somebody like this face-to-face, one-on-one in these counseling opportunities, we want to take advantage of that time and to assess how this person prays. And so we assess it on content, we assess it on attitude, disposition, and we assess it on motive and and what their understanding of prayer is. So again, does this mean that we need to go into our prayer meetings and, and start picking apart everybody's prayer life? No, that's not what it means. But it does mean that you at least need to address it when you're in that counseling relationship. Mm-hmm. You want to carefully and kindly and gently and humbly walk with this person, teaching them how to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and sometimes as counselors, we we might feel uh, we don't want to make that person feel shameful because we're talking about something basic to to teach them. But we have to remember. Uh, the disciples actually asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that we are consistently growing in, and and it's something that we learn how to do. And I would argue that many today, and sometimes we fall into this trap even, uh, using prayer, just simply deducing it to a series of requests, when in, in the scriptures we see prayer unfolded to be much more than that. So uh, we understand the the assumptions. We don't want to make assumptions as, as counselors, uh, but we need permission mission to engage our counselees to, to teach them how to pray. What are some of the ways that we can teach our counselees how to pray according to Scripture? Yeah, one way in particular is just exactly right where you are, Matthew 6. So teach me how to pray, and Jesus walks through, this is how you pray. And, and we can walk right through the different aspects of Matthew 6, 5 through 15, and, and walk through just looking at, okay, let's talk about content. Let's talk about the content of your prayer, because uh, a lot of times when I've sat down with counselees and we've walked through, so they say, well, I might ask them, what have you done about the issues that you're facing? They say, well, I prayed about it. That's great. Now let's talk about what you pray for. And in a lot of times you'll find that the prayers are very temporal oriented. 
Uh, and there's not much in that prayer content that is about the glory of God or the kingdom purposes of God or even God's plan and, and even just helping me to actually uh, reorient my mind to think more about God and his plan and about the goodness of God and the greatness of God and the glory of God, or even sometimes about my relationship with other people. Uh, a lot of times when it's a relationship that's difficult, I might pray more often that you just remove the relationship or change the other person. Mm. But how much am I praying, you know, Lord, forgive us as I forgive them. And so am I praying in accordance with that, in that, Lord, I'm having some difficult time forgiving that person, but I know that's exactly what I need to do. And so rather than making it easier or so on and so forth, Lord, help me actually do this. And then similarly, am I praying for my sanctification, Mm. right? Uh, Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Lord, this is a very trying time. And so while I can pray for it to be removed, I mean, I think we see that through the lament psalms and and other prayers. We can pray for that to be removed. But moreover, Lord, help me glorify you through this. Help me respond to this in a way that is going to honor and glorify you and please you so that I continue to grow in this habitual pattern of making use of self-control, adding to my self-control, perseverance, because then I add to my perseverance, godliness. And so it's just walking, we can walk right through uh, the prayer that we have right there where Jesus is answering their question and and help uh, direct the content and also the heart, right? That I'm, I desire to glorify God. I desire righteousness in my life. That's the bent of every believer in Christ. And then that there is the right attitude, um, that this is about uh, loving God and loving others, and it's an attitude of thanksgiving, which is often um, repeated throughout Scripture. Now, as we think about teaching others how to pray, we can we can teach them the posture, we can teach them the attitude, and sometimes even for ourselves, we get to a place where okay, we're we're exalting the Lord the way that we should. We're bringing our cares honestly before Him. One of the hardest things that I find to do in prayer is to be patient in prayer, to constantly bring supplication and petitions before the Lord. And and this is something I think in, in counseling that that is necessary to teach people in the way in which they pray, to learn to be patient. I think of uh, Paul with his thorn in the flesh, how he brought these supplications before the Lord consistently, waiting for the Lord to to answer, to respond. Uh, this is a, a disposition even for us to learn in our maturity to trust the Lord um, talk about how we can help our counselees learn, not just in the ways in which they pray, but also to learn to be patient, to wait on the Lord uh, for Him to uh, for His help. Yeah, a few things there. Number one, we recognize wait is is part of what it means to worship the Lord, trust in the Lord, fear the Lord. Wait is also, as Isaiah points out, right. This is how we actually renew our strength or exchange our strength. If you're not waiting, then you're going to start walking in your own strength. So you just have to know that. The other side of that, too, is recognizing, you know, the Lord's not going to get behind you and support you in going the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, it's like we are in football season prior to you and I talking. We were talking football. Right. right. You know, and if the if there's a fumble and the team picks it up and he runs the wrong way, mm-hmm. his players, his fellow players and his coaches are not supporting him running the wrong way. And so if we're not waiting on the Lord and we're going in our own direction, then we obviously can't expect that. So I think I think at least being mindful of that. Mm-hmm is very helpful. But the patience issue is a big issue because when you think about the lament psalms, 
And you think about the fact they never question the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. They never question the goodness of God. They never question the promises of God. They never question any of that. Mm -hmm. The big issue is how long? Mm -hmm. I mean, how long? I know you're going to save me. And I know that the day is coming when all of the wrongs are going to be righted rightly. Mm -hmm. But how long? And so how do we do that? Well, Scripture teaches us hope. Right. Hope is that. I mean, that's where you get Paul in Romans 8, 18. I consider that my present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed to me. Or Second um, Peter 3, when he talks about the fact that how we should be living, the, the end of days are coming. And there is a place where righteousness dwells. Mm-hmm. And, and just the, the hunger and thirst that we have for God's kingdom that is what gives us the hope to remain steadfast. I mean, that's, that's exactly what Paul talks about with the Thessalonian church. They, they had that, that work of faith, and they had that labor of love, mm-hmm. but they had that hope of steadfastness or the steadfastness of hope. It was hope that drove them to continue to labor to the point of utter exhaustion mm-hmm. in faithfully carrying out the work of God. I mean, this is helpful because uh, I know for me, it's just a great reminder that we can't gloss over the fundamentals. We can't gloss over the the key and critical things. I, I even think as you're talking, how important it is for the counselee to hear me pray for them, mm. that that's a part of them uh, learning and, and being cared for well, that, that we know where we're taking our troubles. We are taking them to the Lord and that they would learn a little bit of how to pray uh, from from the way that I pray for them and that they have somebody who's advocating for them um, on their behalf, who's interceding um, on their behalf. So, Andrew, this has been really helpful uh, just to talk about in very practical terms, uh, something that's critical, that's absolutely biblical. Uh, it's a place where all of us need to be very dependent upon the Lord uh, and learning how to bring our cares before him. So thank you, brother, for for talking us through this. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. You know, we have opportunity to answer questions here on the Truth and Love podcast, and nothing delights us more than to make sure that we're answering questions that are relevant to where many of our listeners are. Can I encourage you that if you have a question or would like to get a question answered on the Truth and Love podcast about some sort of counseling case or a biblical answer to a life situation that you're dealing with, or just some sort of question that you have about counseling in general, how do I deal with this issue from the scriptures? Can we make ourselves a resource to you? Would you ask that question to us? And you can send that question to info at biblicalcounseling.com.